Welcome to one more episode micro podcast digital transformation industry 4.0 and emerging technologies. I am Vijay Gunti and I am your host today. With with me Avita today is Ashish Bedekar. Ashish is the current CEO of Piconets. Welcome Ashish to our micro podcast. Can you uh, also please introduce? Yes, hi Vijay. Thanks for inviting me to your podcast show and uh, hello podcast listeners. I am Ashish Bedekar. Uh, I have over two decades of expertise in business development, ecosystem development, partnership, alliances in the technology area like telco, IT, and IoT. I also like to contribute back to the community. Uh, I am a startup mentor at VJTI, TBI, AI series, and similar uh, startup organizations. Uh, currently, uh, I'm the COO at Piconets. Uh, just to give you a brief introduction, Piconets is a deep edge caching uh, CDN startup. CDN is essentially content delivery network. Uh, our edge CDN performs four times better than traditional CDNs. And we achieve this by distributing a large number of POPs, that is point of presence, closer to the user thereby providing a buffer-free experience. So this essentially solves three key problems with internet uh, content delivery, congestion, latency, and poor performance. So trusted by the large uh, content and OTT players, uh, our CDN uh, can not only serve from traditional data centers, but also in edge pops in areas, carriers, ISPs, malls, hotels, airports, 5G max. Uh, we are live in India and the US. Uh, that's that's about Piconets. Uh, uh, good to know, Ashish. Uh, thanks for a quick intro. So this comes to my first question, uh, mainly on the the challenges perspective. I know you have a diversified experiences, uh, mainly on the edge perspective and the digital transformation perspective. Can you throw some light to our audience and listeners on that? Yeah. So uh, when you think of digital transformation or technology in general, uh, one is tempted to remember Ray Kurzweil's uh, famous statement, famous law of accelerating returns, uh, along uh, according to which rate of change in a, a wide variety of uh, evolutionary systems, which includes growth of technologies, tends to increase exponentially. Right. So uh, and and this is through what we have seen everywhere around us. Even, even if you take a simple thing like a smartphone, even uh, from a feature phone to the smartphone and the accelerated uh, you know, development and enhancement of smartphones is just one example. So essentially, if you look at it, the possibility of information getting embedded into workflows, retrieval analysis for business uh, needs has triggered the trends of digital transformation and industry 4.0. So right across uh, technologies like sensors, connected devices, mobile payments, social media, analytics, smart infrastructure, etc. All these are the kind of technologies which uh, have been uh, indicated or uh, have been incorporated. And the benefits in include things like optimization right, of supply chain resources, uh, uh, because now you have got a time cost and quality advantage over manual processes. Uh, so things like primary data collection, analytics of user behavior, 
and using these to execute means business KPIs are positively impacted. Uh, however, from a pure play uh, technology standpoint of view, uh, it is easier to build a digital company from scratch rather than go through the pain of digital transformation from existing non-digital to digital. Because there are challenges, but uh, visionary companies which know that you know digital transformation is the way ahead, uh, ensure that they kind of have the drive and passion to make it happen. So some barriers could be things like, you know, uh, we know the business, we know it all. And if it's not broken, don't fix it. Uh, also, when you have to adopt new technologies, there has to be, uh, you know, cultural adoption and frequent behavioral change in the organization and in the wider uh, ecosystem as well. Uh, other challenges would include things like your privacy, cybersecurity aspects, malware, uh, you know, ransomware, the whole whole uh, whole issues related with security. Uh, coming to industry 4.0, right? Essentially, as we see, it's the fourth in series of manufacturing waves, starting in the first industrial revolution. Then you had the Ford assembly line led industry 2.0, then the electronics and IT on shop floor, that is 3.0. And when industry 4.0, you, you're talking of, you know, all the tech like industrial IoT, robotic tools, big data, AI, AR, etc. across the value chain and connecting all and creating as a unified digital ecosystem uh, is what uh, comes to the uh, industry 4.0 uh, aspects. Also in many times called as a digital physical and digital loop. Now, what are the kind of benefits? Uh, you know, faster, uh, faster work. For example, MIT, uh, you know, kind of estimates that collaboration with robots will reduce uh, idle time by 85 percent, or uh, things like reducing maintenance planning time or increase in revenues, uh, balance between balance and supply. Uh, those are the kind of uh, you know benefit gains. Uh, challenges would involve lack of internal leadership or in-house talent, uh, difficulty in integrating various data sources, etc. And interestingly, as we were just discussing some time back, uh, COVID has been the most important trigger to push uh, businesses and uh, push them to embrace digital technologies. In fact, you, I'm sure you would have seen that humorous cartoon, which uh, where there were three options, right? Uh, who is the most important factor for digital transformation? So first is CEO, second option CTO, and third option is COVID-19. So a so couple of things, I mean, as we were saying, so things like remote work, right? Now it's it's a given that earlier what was a, a kind of a novelty is, is, the, uh, is the kind of only way of working in the COVID times. So what it means that uh, need to adopt a digital collaboration, how we do to affect other businesses. For example, will it mean that less number of office space required? Uh, maybe, you know, when new apartment complex, when they come in, they'll start having co-working spaces. Uh, similarly, digital content consumption, uh, when you talk of entertainment, movie releases on OTT because theaters are closed which means uh, the movie studios, et cetera, also need to have a digital first uh, ethos and focus. Education has shifted online, right? Uh, also uh, more emphasis on platformization. So things like, you know, large scale virtual events uh, is, is the kind of uh, uh, the default uh, these days. Similarly, in digital health transformation, talking of telehealth medicine, et cetera, that is getting adopted. So I think that's that's the kind of uh, change in the kind of, uh, you know, uh, very dynamic situation we are seeing uh, due to the COVID-19 situation. 
Yeah, so this comes to my next question. Uh, mainly, right, we talk about the challenges. I think we should look at the opportunities also, right? Post-COVID, right. there, there will be a lot of pander off opportunities uh, we, would right, like to, right. we would hear. And also the new business norm, right? New business models will uh, evolve and we have to look at which business model will be the right suffice to which industries. Can you also throw true. some light on that? Yeah, so if you look at, uh, you know, change in business models, right? So, for example, like like I mentioned, so if you look at education, uh, so from a pure offline mode, you know, including schools, including uh, many coaching classes, including many of the uh, ed tech related stuff, all that has shifted uh, online, right? So, which means it's definitely a change in the business model, which more focus on subscription, more focus on app-focused uh, engagement. Uh, similarly, if you look at, uh, uh, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, retail chain, right? Now, in absence of uh, people coming to the shop, uh, more emphasis on shifting to a digital mode. So that's the reason why you will see many of the retail chains also having more emphasis on a uh, app for uh, for kind of order and uh, supply of uh, customer orders, right? So these are some of the kind of uh, changes and change in the business. Uh, models which is impacted and accelerated because of uh, uh, COVID-19. True, true, Ashish. Uh, so let's shift gears, right? So we talk more on the aspects, right? Challenges and opportunities and uh, models. So can we uh, highlight a use case or a case study you worked upon to talk about the end-to-end, -end, right? How this can become to a reality, like talking about a business problem, how this business can be solved for industry and get out of this ROI, or like how digitization can be applied. So can you also highlight a few of your experiences there? Yeah, so for one one uh, which thing which I would like to share is uh, coming on retail, right? So, for example, uh, when you look at retail, uh, this increased focus on omni-channel experience, right? Wherein you want uh, customers, uh, you know, when they when they come to the shop to have a uh, touch-free experience, right? Uh, and when you have want to have a touch-free experience, that would mean uh, you need to have necessary online engagement tools. So essentially, you're talking about uh, uh, entire app uh, engagement, right? Wherein instead of touching physical surfaces, things like menu cards or anything, uh, customers would like to see touch something on their phone itself and uh, check the menu. So example of this would be in a restaurant. So there's increased uh, adoption of such uh, digital technologies in the restaurant industry, wherein uh, you know it becomes easier for people to have a safer uh, experience when in the shop. The, the second point is, uh, you know, a, a kind of a, a focus on getting customers to uh, getting customers into the online space, right? Getting engagement with the customers even after they leave the stores. So, for example, uh, you know, having the ability to have uh, app engagement with the customers, etc. So, in such things, we have seen that you know, use of uh, our solution at such retail place, uh, and we are doing on a couple of. Uh, uh, you know, POCs just before COVID is uh, ability to have stream the app content from the uh, store itself. So what it means is for the retail store owner uh, saving in the internet bandwidth. What it also means is a superior quality of service for uh, for the user. 
and uh, things like uh, you know virtual reality for example when uh, retail uh, owners would like to give a great experience to uh, the customers a virtual reality is a uh, is a great way but uh, virtual reality as you know is a very heavy file size right so you're talking of 10 minute virtual reality video which is 25 30 gb so uh, in, instead of you know having uh, such kind of videos coming on the internet it can be locally cached at the retail store thereby saving uh, bandwidth at the same time uh, having a great uh, user experience so these are some examples of you know how technology can help uh, uh, from an end-to-end -end perspective in saving uh, one, the overall cost aspects of uh, internet data. Secondly, uh, ensuring that the customer uh, gets a superior quality of service. Uh, so that's that's one example which I can I can share. Yeah, uh, true and then thanks for sharing the use case, Ashish. Uh, here comes my last question for our micro podcast. Uh, Mainly, uh, we we talk a lot of technologies and processes, and then they, they keep on changing. So, uh, today in a dynamic world, so like I'm, I'm we. Our, my question is around the career opportunities, Ashish, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. for the students, freshers, and professional communities. So exactly. uh, they should look at upskilling, reskilling, cross-skilling, unlearn. So these are the new words, and then off late I'm hearing that right, you should be a continuous learner. Right, right which we right. haven't heard past, right? Uh, now, uh, the, because of the future, a changing world, right? You should keep on constantly mm. learning. So mm -hmm. what are your thoughts today? Uh, very true. So if you look at specifically the uh, digital transformation industry 4.0, so things like IoT, uh, robotic tools, big data analytics, AI, AR, VR, et cetera, uh, drones are high potential areas where uh, students and professionals would greatly uh, benefit by enhancing their skills and being more in tune with the market uh, needs. Uh, also, I'd just like to have take a slight digression, right? So we are becoming more and more tech-focused and tech-oriented, but it's also important to remember what makes us human, right? So the basic human qualities like empathy, compassion, love, you know, which is not a tech-related uh, stuff, that will become more and more important. So, interesting example, which was there in a HBR article, where it talked about, you know, a bank using AI analytics for, uh, you know, creating or identifying customer segments, specific products, mm -hmm. and specific high-potential regions. But uh, what the article said that it overlooked that the bank had discriminated against low-income communities and, uh, you know, loan disbursements, or say blacklisted some zip codes. So the biases which the businesses had carried in the past were amplified with tech, with AI, et cetera. So essentially, you know, that's why when we, there are many uh, talks of having ethics committee oversee AI. So essentially from a tech perspective, tech folks should uh, also have a focus, appreciation of the non-tech aspects on creativity, on the humanities or art, literature, right? Things which are non-technical because that will give a much wider and much balanced view of what they're doing and overall would be uh, you know, useful. Also, uh, as you rightly mentioned, from a learning perspective, uh, adopting a growth mindset and acceptance to unlearn and learn new things is crucial. Uh, because as uh, Daniel Burstein wrote, the greatest enemy of knowledge is not ignorance, but the illusion of knowledge. Because this illusion of knowledge often comes with, you know, very little knowledge, uh, which is then extrapolated based on some beliefs or some uh, incomplete knowledge base. 
So essentially, it's just like the iceberg, right? Uh, we only see what is there on the surface. Mm-hmm. Only right. 10% of her iceberg is visible. So so th- those are the things which students or professionals should keep in mind uh, while trying to navigate in this uh, VOCA world, as they say. Fantastic. Yes, that's absolutely right, Ashish. Thanks for sharing to our audience and listeners. Uh, thanks once again, Ashish, uh, for coming and sharing your valuable insights. I like the use case uh, where we need uh, the concept of from retail, right? Where we have to look more and more onto the onto the premise kind of a perspective, and then uh, use a hybrid approach from uh, the kind of edge to cloud, and the second aspect, right, uh, on the on the opportunities and the kind of uh, business models. Thanks once again, Ashish. Thank you so much, Vijay. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thank you very much.